Have you ever asked yourself if terms such as general truth or universal knowledge make any sense? Whose history are we learning at school? And how much of human knowledge are we missing? Why are the voices of a vast part of the world silenced? Or at best, remembered in wars, natural disaster, or in a postcard as an object of exoticism? How does the world look like from the so-called peripheries? Voices from the Peripheries is a podcast about decolonizing knowledge and mind. My name is Emira Ben Ali. I am from Tunisia and I have been working in European universities for the last 10 years. Like many of you, I aspire to contribute to the social justice and equality efforts. In this podcast, I will invite scholars, students and activists worldwide to discuss topics such as cultural dominance, decolonial feminism, food sovereignty, Islamophobia, indigenous knowledge, among other topics. If, like me, you feel angry when you look at your school curriculum, if you believe that we have a lot to learn from minorities and people in the peripheries, then this podcast is for you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's the second time that you come to this podcast. The first time was two years ago, uh, but we never managed, I never managed to publish the the, um, the interview. And uh, yeah, I think it, it was a really, it, it was a nice conversation. It was a nice also opportunity for me to meet you and to know you. And uh, life is magic because uh, after this meeting, we managed to meet many, many times and also to become friends. So today I'm even more happy to have you uh, also in the new kind of uh, version of this podcast, because it's not only voices from the peripheries, it becomes voices from the peripheries, voices of resistance, because I also evolved and I think that we should focus on resistance. Um, so let me first introduce you, uh, Caroline Rodriguez Silva. You are a PhD candidate at the FGV at the Center for Organization, Study and People in Brazil, in Sao Paulo. Uh, your thesis focuses on the violence against women in organization and corporation. Uh, yeah, you are a feminist, anti-racist, uh, uh, many, many other things, um, and something that um, I think the first time we met, something that you said that kind of uh, uh, attracted me or kind of stuck my, my attention was that you defined yourself as um, a light-skinned Black woman, and I was like, well, we have the same color, or maybe I'm uh, even darker than you, and I won't even think about uh, defining myself as a as a black woman and then I asked you and I, I mean a question was your answer was really interesting so maybe let's uh, if you can define yourself and uh, maybe go back to this uh, identity and give us more explanation and why it's important to to be precise like this yeah yes yes uh thank you amira to have me here the, uh, in the second time it's it's great when you start to talk about two years and 
it was a great time, isn't it? That uh, we learn it together and talk a lot and have a great moment. So I'm happy to stay here again and and have this opportunity to talk more about decolonizing and resistance. I like how you frame uh, your podcast and about resistance, and I really like it. And um, and how I define myself. So I am. I am a daughter, a daughter, and my my mom's uh, uh, her name is Angelica, and my father his name is Gilberto. And when are you talking about um, about how I define my race, like a black uh, light skin? It's about about this love as well about my mom and my dad. And in Brazil, it's common uh, and was a was a government uh, process that people um, decide to to white pe- doing people more white in three generations. Whitening, so, yeah. yeah, whitening people, and uh, and then we have different kind of colors uh, when you define we we define ourselves as a black. So it's black. It's not like a color. It's more in Brazil we call we are negro. It's not like a it's not like a, a bad word. It's a word to define people with black plus brown. So it's something like that. It's not a real. Don't have real translations uh, about this this uh, uh, um, this identity in Brazil. But I think it's easy to understand that it's black plus brown. It's a it's a way that you define uh, Negro people uh, in Brazil. So I'm a black light skin. Uh, so it's like more brown. I can see it something like that. It's a political identity because uh, in Brazil we have this uh, this kind of ideology that to became white and also you you erase your identity mm-hmm. and it was a political thing. And so I discover myself as a black person. I believe that was uh, less than 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago. I discover myself as a black person because I always knew that I'm not a white person, but I didn't realize how to, how to, pol- is to be a black person in Brazil is a political thing because this kind of dismiss uh, uh, about this identity and then I realized when I became, I, I enter in university place and I start to study and I find a person that introduced me the critical way to 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 see the world and to see the, 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 the uh, our research and see how you apply in this in the in, a, in a, our lives. I discover myself as a black uh, woman. So is that. Uh, I'm also I'm a cis I'm, I'm cis person so I'm not trans and I'm ethereal person and um, I live in the southeast in Brazil that it's a place that ha- that the the power uh, navigating this place more than in other places in Brazil so this is also important because because it is it also mark us in a Brazil uh, position that how you have more or less opportunity. Uh, uh, and now I live in the, I live in Sao Paulo. I think it's, it is different when we're talking about the first time 
now in my I, I today I'm in my parents' house, but I'm living in São Paulo. In São Paulo, it's a place that have the great opportunities in Brazil. Not for everyone in the same way, but it's a the place which uh, where in the place where on the power circulate easily, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like more who I am now or. Uh, uh, because we we are changed, not our identity, but h- how you circulate in the world. This thing change, and the, also the opportunity to cross us in our in our lives, in our lives. Um, so is that I'm also a sister. So I have a, I, I have my sister, and I have my brother, and I also have my nephew. That is a passion of my life. Uh, he's a my my small person that I really really love with him. So it's it's me and I, I research uh, subjects. Uh, so I, I uh, in, a, in a critical way and when I say in a critical way, I study in a feminine in a decolonial feminist uh, uh, approach and also anti-racism. And also I define today I define a lot of things in a in a way that I, I, I fight for social justice. So, if if we are engaged in some researching or in some working uh, in practice, I I usually choose working and engage in a process that uh, uh, walking away to the social justice. Yeah. So, so your political identity is also informing the type of research you're doing and the way you're doing it as well, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, and um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you refer a lot to uh, to decolonial feminism, right? Uh, so that's the way that's most of your research is uh, taking as a standpoint or as a theoretical framework, uh, also practical framework, the decolonial feminism. So, um, what does it this mean to you, or how do you define it, and what you take from it, and maybe what you reject from it? So, what is it for you? Um, for me. Uh, it started to, when I realized that people like me, it's not people don't uh, uh, legitimize our uh, knowledge it, because historically we have don't stay in this place discuss, discuss, discuss discussing about uh, theoretical framework or how to uh, address some issues because especially in Brazil, uh, black women uh, were, were the, the place were denied to black women. Uh, this place about the studies or working in, in a high positions yeah. in academia. Yeah. So when I realized that, I also realized that have a lot of a lot of knowledge from this this black women and indigenous women as well. But I work more with uh, black women. Uh, not because I don't understand that indigenous knowledge is it's, it's important, but it's like a different ontologies. So I work more at the moment with Black women. And then I realized that have some topics, some subjects that Black women work on in a so long time. And they give us a lot of uh, maps to navigating the world in order to to uh, improve the world and in order to construct the world that that we can belong more, we can have our 
positions, etc. And then when I look at the academia, I look at that don't have any uh, 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 discussions about that there, because the most of them was about uh, uh, white men's. And not just white men in Brazil, but the, in Brazil we have this problem that you look at the North, the, this kind of knowledge, and just bring for, for Brazil. And then when you bring this kind of knowledge, the people don't, don't put it in, a in, a, in our territory. So they just put it in like, a, 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 oh, this is the totally true. And then I realized that it don't exist, this kind of totally true. <laughs> and then... I say okay, so now I I I I choose to 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 look at the problems in a perspective, and this perspective that I choose that I choose it's a black woman, and then how we, we can bring subjects that was hiding in the, the in a different knowledge, and for me it's more like how I I came back to this place and learn from this woman that they are read uh, talking about this uh, uh this issues and then bring more light in this in, in this um in these problems or solutions and now especially now I'm super interested about solutions because uh when I start to work on uh in this in this topic for example violence uh, against women I start to work on in a, in a layer that was like, a, oh, we have this problem. So we need to start to talk about that. We need to start to talk about, for example, domestic violence. And oh, we need to start to talk about racism. We have racism in Brazil and you need to address that. And when I start to talk about this subject, I was so angry. And then I start to say, we need to talk. It is, you, can't, you can't silence my voice anymore, etc. And then during the, the, the these, these years, people start to ask me to, okay, so how we 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 have this problem? So how you can, what you uh, can address, yeah, address the situation? And then it was for me, oh, I don't create this problem. I don't create this problem. And then it's my it's my it's my problem. I need to to fix that. And then I think I start to address also my angry. And say, okay, no, I'm angry and it's fair enough, but I need to work on or work in solutions, not in a problem. Of course, we have a problem. And then I start to work on in solutions because make more, uh, uh, more sense for me. And of course, I don't have all the answers <laughs> because mm. it's, a, it's a big problem. But I start to push myself in a decolonial way. And say, okay, I uh, if coloniality agree with violence, the coloniality need to, uh, uh, for example, show which kind of violence we have right now, and we keep holding that, and how you can push it in, in, in for example, in a way to 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 the world that have less violence, step by step. Because it's not like uh, because I'm angry, the next step it's because it's it's gonna happen at that don't have violence anymore. No. Because we need to work step by step to against this kind of violence, you know. Yeah. So I became more in a con concrete way to address this situation. 
That's a process, right? I mean, you're yes. saying uh, a lot of uh, very interesting things. And uh, so I will go come back point and point, but point by yeah. point. So first, this idea that the supremacy of knowledge or, you know, the 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 the, the white knowledge as the knowledge and, and and this is something that I completely agree and relate to you because I also studied and I was born and raised in Tunisia and I studied I mean everything was in Tunisia until I only did my PhD in Switzerland so I was formed in Tunisia and I know also that um, uh, basically we were learning at school uh, mostly French you know, theorist and philosopher and uh, uh, completely forgetting about uh, a vast, of course, we have the Arab course when we were in high school where we learn po poetry and learn many things, but we really completely erase a huge, uh, a very rich past of uh, knowledge and, uh, you know, as if it never existed. And then you learn later that and we never use it. So and even if it existed, it existed in the past. And it becomes like, um, you know, uh, like a ruins that is there to visit, uh, but not there to use and to build the future. Uh, and that's, of course, problematic. And I think we both, what we're trying to, to do and the way we understand uh, uh, decolonizing feminism and also decolonizing in general is that, um, because also even the post-colonial scholars, I mean, they also build on... Um, French scholars, most of them, like Derrida, and like so. In a way, the way they structured also their idea, even though it was criticizing and kind of putting on light the 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 legacy of 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 the of colonialism, and still they actually was all of them formed by French or like Anglo-Saxon school, and they use it to understand and to you know, which of course it's not to say yeah that's not good, just to say that. It's a process, as you said, it takes uh, many steps and uh, layers of layers of unlearning because that's that's the word is dominated by uh, white uh, knowledge that could explain things, but not could not explain everything. And that's going back. And I really like how you say it. It's going back, you know, going back and taking and actually looking from other perspective and seeing and uh, acknowledging that there are voices and perspectives that are um, much more uh, relevant to understand what is happening today and how it's happening. So I think this idea of the supremacy of knowledge and what we see and why, what we recognize as knowledge and what is not seen as uh, knowledge, but just folks or, you know, uh, history, or it's, it's I think it's, it's uh, very important. Um, and then there is this idea of anger that I really also like and I kind of always meditate about because at least to me, the anger was important um, because that's what makes you speak. And as you said, no, I don't want to be silenced, you know. I want mm -hmm. you to hear my voice and there is a problem here and to shout and to allow yourself, you know, to say, no, this is not okay and this is not the way things, you know, should be so this is i think already a step so that we should not uh, underestimate and you should not underestimate because as you said maybe you've been living in this life for years without even thinking of it right or yes. thinking that you are entitled to say no or that your voice have uh, 
have a place or have an importance or have a value. So that's already, I think, a process. And of course, then, then the the at least for me, it's always like, okay, to what extent? So the moment the the anger have um has a role is to bring this fire and to make you kind of you know this volcano to erupt, you know, and to yeah. to, to say no, right? But then at some point, it could also eat you. It could consume you because yes. you if you are only angry then you cannot build. And at the end of the day, um, we don't want only to be angry. We want to have a nice life. We want to have a fair life. We want to have a safe life, right? So we want beauty in our life. We don't want only anger and, you know, and to reach this point, you need to build. So you also start kind of calming down and thinking that, well, now maybe we should look together or, you know, and I should be, I should try to be to contribute to all these efforts of building a f- better future, right? Um, so, how you do this? Um, it's a it's a good question, <laughs> <laughs> and also good reflections as well. Uh, like uh, when you said, for example, about the philosophers or uh, authors that it's from the critical uh, uh, field. And they are they are nice. They are good. They 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 have a good reflection. So it's not like uh, when we start to talking about the, the colonial feminists, it's not about silence this voice, but to, as you said, recognize more that have different perspective and different voice. And another step in this way, it's look at when we and maybe we we also can do that in a wrong way. For example, when you decide to do. Uh, work with with some authors or with some ideas and working it in like in a monocategorical way. And for example, this example that you did about Derrida, for example, it's good because he are a, a crit- he was a critical guy. And then, uh, for example, when we, for example, if you don't look in a feminist perspective, for example, maybe we can do it in a, a create a colonial gender. You know, it's like a gender became a way in, inside to the critical field that you can recolonize the ideas. And at the same time, for example, if you look just feminist, you can you can do it and just look uh, some that white woman talking about and forget about black woman. And when I choose black woman, maybe I can forget about lesbian woman that create a lot of knowledge because I don't look sex orientation. So for me, it's when I when I look at about uh, knowledge, I try to bring more and more perspective inside to my work. You know, not because uh, uh, even when I, I choose one one social mark as i said that i choose black woman but we are plural as well so how i can bring more and more conversations because this conversation support support myself to create new knowledge together because it's a way to stay together you know and when we 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 can do it and this this kind of thing have we need time to 
because we need we need time to process we need time to read we need time to talk each other and then bring some ideas uh, out for our mind so it's a it's a, it's a beautiful process and it said it was a beautiful process and then also uh supporting me to address this anger and one of this this anger was about because I'm I'm work on in a business studies as well because when I talk about organizations it's inside of business, and I start to say, oh my god, but why I choose this? I choose business, and then business it's embedded embedded in a neoliberal way, and then how I can fix that? And then I realized that it's not me that fixed that uh, alone. So in a contradiction, because I work in business, how I can push people to realize these this, uh, oppressions, for example, the excess of oppressions and push it back. For example, uh, about domestic violence, how I invited uh, and uh, the way that I choose, I start to invite people, for example, I realize that have silence about the subject. Mm. So we have a high numbers about domestic violence and when we look at the workplace people are in silence about that but don't the silence don't mean that don't have a lot of people there that suffer at the moment this kind of violence that it's domestic violence and then i realized that in some companies people start talking about domestic violence but then they start to talk it and then they want to choose for the another person which way the person uh, is gonna be is gonna it's gonna do it. Like for example, if I suffer some kind of domestic violence, the company started to decide when I need to broke up with my partner because oh. this kind of thing. Yes, because this kind of thing. Uh, uh, because I'm suffering because I have problems. And then I'm not produces really well in a, in a workplace because I have problems. So some companies decide give, uh, uh, for example, a psychologist to support me. And then they decide that I need to broke up. And then the company perpetrate violence against someone that suffer violence. And then I start to invite it, companies to think about that maybe this is not the process. And then... I think in that at the, this in this moment in Brazil, you are at the time that people start to understand the phenomenon about the, the violence. And for example, that I can and in this way I can contribute. I can say, oh, the the cycle of violence is too big, and it's not your business. <laughs> Say that for the person, which which time uh, the person needs to broke up. Maybe it's your business when we start to talk about gender in your company, and then people will start to realize which kind of violence have in society. That it's not just physical violence. For example, have psychological violence, mm -hmm. have uh, moral violence, and then you you create some uh, some. Uh, uh, environment that people can uh, start to realize that they suffer violence and maybe the companies can uh, just create uh, a process 
that look at their own violence, you know, because they also perpetrate domestic, uh, not domestic, but gender-based violence. So when they do that and realize, for example, that the process inside the companies is also violence, they can look at that and understand that the, the 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 violence is a continuous and if they want to participate and engage that maybe and they will explain why i say maybe uh, maybe they uh they can uh create a, a a process that can prevent violence inside the workplace and give tools for example for women realize that in, in in the domestic place they they suffer some kind of violence for example and when i say maybe because i'm just i'm just uh, prepared to do that if i do if i do a lot uh, some steps before i need to understand gender what the problem of gender and i need to understand race i need to understand the, this this difference because, between yeah. or how they navigate together and then I need to realize which point my company, for example, uh, 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 they, we are aware to this problem and then we choose a way to address that. So it's not like a roadmap that I can apply in a top down and say, oh, this is the roadmap to work on against uh, violence, uh, uh, gender-based violence. But this, you know, for me, it's more like realize the did the right questions, the good questions, and depends which answer we receive, we can create steps. Yes. And during these steps, you know, you know, and these steps, when I back to the literature, when I back to the books, I don't answer this. I don't answer the the. I don't ask the the answer for the white guy from the north. Mm. I will. I I I you know. I I need to. I need to ask for the black woman that already addressed that in her book, in her life, in mm. her experience. You know. So for me, it's like a. It's a, it's a. It's how I. Now nowadays, I understand uh, the the colon the feminist the decolonizing and feminist and how I can engage in a real life with the companies because I choose work on business. So this this is the that's point. that's uh, that's uh, you choose to be in business, but the business is dominating the world at the same time. And that's also something that, uh, so I'm not anymore in a business school, but I I did the business, I did management, and I've been always in a business school. And uh, I think um, that's the only way to change things maybe from within, of course. Uh, uh, I mean, I think even being... Uh, at school, being in a classroom, teaching uh, business students, teaching students in general, and trying to uh, bring those voices and this perspective and these theoretical lenses and those experiences to the classroom is important because this is how we reshape um, things, you know, and this is how we impose and bring back, you know, to the to the those experiences and then we can think about you know because it's not only you it will be maybe this that students who would have a position an hr position in a company or someone else so it's a cycle as you said and it's a process um so i think that's a contradiction that maybe is uh, 
it's a contradiction, but there is a reason why. I mean, it's, it should be like this, because if you are only among activists and, uh, you know, people who share your same point of view, then, okay, we will agree with each other and that's it, you know. But if we are in another setting where actually we can, uh, you know, highlight those values and like maybe the students would explore, that's what happened all the time when we are in business school, they are like, oh, Oh, I didn't know about this. Oh, I didn't know about that, you know? And then use our power as a teacher because we do have power in that specific setting once in our life to actually, you know, the power at least to choose. Uh, of course, not everyone has this opportunity, but to choose authors, to choose, you know, it's like when we write papers, choose authors, you know, uh, who are you referencing here? Who, who's, what, who are the author you're using? So this is also a way to uh, rewrite actually uh, rewrite things, right? Uh, so, uh, but then I had a question about business, actually, but in another direction. I was just wondering, when you are presenting those ideas to businesses and companies, you're, how would you convince them? Why is this important for them? You know, why would they do this? Why would they put efforts and invest money probably uh, to understand the violence, domestic violence, and to uh, and to uh, you know advance or to to create a kind of you know an environment to prevent it. Why it's this important for them? I mean, why would they invest money and time in there? Yeah, don't have beautiful answer in this. It's about money. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not about we, we it's need... about the yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, expecting uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we need to be yeah. i think we need to be able to show how they lose money if they don't that yeah and of course i think we at the moment we we talking about it in 2023 after the pandemic times and the pandemic times also show how this idea about domestic and public space can be different depends if you work in, in your house, if you if, if you if you work on, on the company, and for example, this help help me to to start this conversation. Another one, it's about ESG, because people start to understand that they need to uh, uh, pay attention in a social issues, and one of them is domestic violence. And of course, I'm talking about Brazil. And when I start to say it abroad and start to say, oh, domestic violence is a, is a huge problem in Brazil. And then I start to listen in different women in a different part of the world. They say, no, not just in Brazil. Oh, everywhere. Hmm. Everywhere. It's, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a huge problem around the world. And then you can look at and say, oh, you need to think about, about the, the, for example, the... Uh, young women and grow up women and you need to understand how to prevent that because uh, and I think it also is important to understand that prevent it's bad for me it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a way that the, the the companies or organizations in general can uh, can afford in this subject in the prevention uh, it's a good way because they, they 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 like to understand that it's more difficult when when I for me was it's more difficult when I say that the violence already happened, but 
it's important to understand that in some in some in some ways companies when they have problems for example in brazil we have we call the when the women it's it's murdered by the one man that uh, we call feminicide so when they have someone that work in this place and then the person suffer feminicide they start to look at this problem you know and the the we in business we working with case isn't it we work with, oh i show you a case like a success case and sometimes i'm not sure i'm not show up the success case i i show i show up the worst scenario the scenario it's about it's about uh feminicide and then uh they start to at least wondering about the, the about the subject and the other thing that is interesting that the most of the people that are interesting about the subject they are women yeah i was going know? to so, say probably it's so a have, company that will be more uh, yeah yes they have this connection you know because now we have it's, it's not enough but because you have more leaders that also concern about the subject we can we we became more able to talk about you know and again we don't have all the answers but we start to talk about the subject and when we start talking about we start we we, we start to thinking and address and of course in the at, uh, we are human and in some point we choose something wrong but then we just look the process and he process that and keeping doing you know because it's better that they're doing nothing and so the fact of that have women in this in this high position support us to to have this kind of conversations you know yeah of course. Uh, when those women are also feminist or at least have a, some feminist, yes a yes sensitivity or sensibility you know that they can actually they are receptive to this type of message perfect perfect because because my next my next phrase is about when I say that, I don't say that the woman is the only person that needs to address this situation. And I also don't say that don't have men that work on in this subject because have, you know. So it's like a, it's, it's just more easy to start the conversation. But don't mean that the men don't need to be engaged because it's a qualitative process. So you need to recognize that. He knows that, of course, it's a it's a social problem. It's a qualitative problem. So the solution needs to be qualitative because if not, yeah. we don't have we don't have solutions. Especially yeah. that, uh, how to say it? Um, those violent men, they also suffer. It's not to say they are not victims. No, it's just to say that this yeah. the violence, the domestic violence. If we take this specific problem. It's a gender problem, but it's not only a gender problem. Yeah. It's probably it's related to, to other layers of inequality and injustice. And that's, I, I don't have statistics, but we also see that among uh, black women, among, uh, you know, people who are more marginalized, th there is also a lot of violence because they are also, they are also violated. So yes. it's a kind of perpetuating the same violence and it's concerned, as you said, men and women, both of them. So the problem yes. largely, it's a social problem that encompasses different dimensions and different layers. 
that you need to take as has come something that is complex and you need to unpack to understand yes. the mechanism and why it's happening this way. Yes. And I agree exactly like that, that we need to be, because we, we're talking about in business, about social uh, corporate responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say that, okay, you need to understand that it's not just corporate mm -hmm. uh, responsibility, it's a social community responsibility. And I, I so I changed the C and <laughs> instead be corporate it's a it's a community you know you need to be to address it in a community way and of course it's not it's not this kind of situation that vi to, to, to violence it's not good for 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 any person you know it's like a, this kind of this kind of problem it's also problem about men's for example in brazil the men's is is the most people that uh uh they kill, kill with other, so they kill each other, they committed suicide, so it's like a, it's everything, it's connect about yeah. gender, it's also about gender, Very and much. of course have, mm. and of course have different layers, for example, as you said about, for example, black women, that for example, if we have some relations with black men, and in some point they decide to go to the government, the policy station, and ask to support because we have laws that support this this kind of situation. The kind of they they need to choose which kind of violence they they will suffer is a domestic violence or domestic from the police because the police is also perpetrate a lot of violence against black people in Brazil. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. So which which and. And the most of the time, the person don't want to be to lose the person that they love yeah. and love and he. It's like they stay together, have some kind of intimate relation, and you know, it's they just want to be uh, uh, lose the, the situation of violence, stop the, the stop it the 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 violence, not stop the person. And when you go to the choose go to the the police, then you can suffer different kind of violence. So it's not an easy uh, 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 choice, but at least in my point of view, if you start to talk and address this problem, mm -hmm. and then we have a place that we can understand, maybe we can, for example, uh, in a different, of course, it's a holistic thing. We need a lot of uh, uh, People look at this problem, but for example, if I look prevention, for example, I can start to construct a healthy relationship. Yes, absolutely. You know, yes. because I start to talking about gender, and I well, okay, but this kind of violence became from which 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 problem, and then I work in this problem before that became a domestic violence. Yeah. You know, it's a huge problem. Is a huge problem, but it's possible at the moment. I work on a project in a in a, a no profit uh, no profit organization, and in this in this uh, work, we're working in how the the leaders the from education system they can uh, support an anti sexism uh, approach mm -hmm. in a school for the kids and the teenagers. You know, so it's it, we. Of course, you need to talk about it about it in a workplace, but we can step back and start to talking about that with the kids, 
you know, how the gender issues, how I, I look at the curriculum and how I teach this, uh, this women that can be powerful and not need to be to, to have just a relations to be happy. And when I look at the relations, I need I can't choose the, the health one. Because I have a lot of, uh, 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 I, I know that I'm powerful in society. So also look at before the workplace. So it's like, a, like as I said, it's a holistic thing. Because it's yeah. a result what happened in the workplace later, right? I mean, and then we, I mean, we do a lot of, of work when we are adult to, um, we've been, I think most of us on this process and of and learning and actually healing from many ideas and uh, you know imagination of what is a relationship or what is uh, even my position as a woman in a company or in a, the society or in a, even if even if we are lucky and if you know, if you have parents that support us still I think um, there is a lot that we've been at school learning at school uh, things that maybe were not you know not good for us. And then I think that's uh, so we spend also a lot of energy and money if we do can afford to you know to uh, to actually heal from those uh, trauma past trauma. While I think it's um, more efficient if we we start actually looking at our kids and uh, at school and uh, and teach them a healthier way to be with their friends with their uh you know partner with their parents with everyone so that's of course i think it's a uh, it may seems like oh now we have a problem right now but i think uh, years are like this in 10 years those kids will be already in a relationship or even you know before that so and and that's accumulating right in five years they will be starting their you know and then of course it's it's that's how they start also forming their personality so that seems to be a really I, I'm I'm actually happy that you start having this conversation at school and with some friends we try to also bring those uh, kind of feminist perspective and also environmental perspective into school but we're still very far from you know it's uh suddenly it becomes politicizing the school and suddenly it becomes ah uh, now it's in a new ideology that you want to put in the head of the little kids as if all the rest <laughs> not political <laughs> that we have been you know taught at school was not political and it was not part of an ideology that's yeah. Yeah. like lol you know yeah. well yeah. actually it's a good reflection because in brazil we have the same problem okay same 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 problem what changed now that's the government it's more progressist and then we can start to talk about uh, more about prevention, for example. But also it's important because uh, I work on this project during the, the week, this week, and we choose which word we can teach in this project. Because if I say feminist, the people is caring. If yeah. I say gender, the people say, oh, my God, gender. And, you know, and then became a, 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 a war because because the world. And at the end of the day, the thing that you, we want, it's show the people that they can change and support and give more uh, uh, opportunity for these kids, for those kids. So what the point? My point is, for example, if I choose say 
Uh, the, I work on prevention, uh, uh, gender-based violence, and gender is not a good word, I say. I work on in this project that supported girls to uh, 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 and uh, and and support the uh, um, and support the process against violence. And I just I don't say gender. I say girls. I say women. You know, and I choose in in a in a, in a pro I choose this word because it's less political. Yes. And the result in the, at the end, the result is the same. For me, it's the same. At the end, I have someone that's a leader that can work on and uh, provide budget for change the books, mm -hmm. budget to uh, uh, form uh, teachers that can afford in this subject. Mm -hmm. And then they start to listening more about the problem and not about the ideology, you know. And I know this is tricky, and it's it's a and in the beginning that my process I don't allow it with that, and then I realize that I need to. Yeah, why you know, not? Because yes, I know. Yeah, because if not, I start I I I, I some uh, the person start to stop at me mm -hmm. first, and I can work on in the problem, and if I choose a different word. And then people say, okay, I can listen to you, Carol. And then when the people listen to me, they understand that, they, that we have a huge problem. And more, I have a solution. Yes. If I have a solution, so they want to, you know, yes. because they don't, in a moral way, no one agree, agree with violence. You know, it's like a, when they look at the problem, they show the problem and they say, okay, you're fine with that. The person don't they answer you that they are fine. They don't. So and nobody this, will tell you I encourage violence, obviously. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, so it's like a, how to, it's a, is that a tricky way to work on this? You bring it, you're bringing a very interesting point because I think that's uh, also go back, as you said, to this anger and this kind of uh, process. And uh, I think um, that's always, we always say that we need to do some compromises. And that's a good example of a compromise that where you actually uh, not really changing the content itself of your project, but maybe compromising in your um, open radicality or like, you know, like, in, like being open and being more like, yeah, this is a radical project or this is, you know, this we have to call those things by their name if, if at the end we're losing the project. So maybe we should, well, I can use girls or I can use you know, something that uh, make other people feel more comfortable, but then yeah. I'm doing my project because at the end of the day, I want this project to happen. And maybe people need more time to digest those words and to understand that they I are, wish. you know, yeah. But at least yeah. I, I think that's the type of compromises that where we feel maybe uncomfortable because we want to be radical. We want, we, we know, especially as academic, we know the importance of the words and the concepts. Yeah. So no, it's not only a girl, it's not, you know, this is important, but at the same time, you need an audience for this. And you need yes. to, when you have a, you when you are a problem solution kind of mindset, then for you, you need to, you're not compl compromising in your value, for instance, you're not compromising on the content. It's just words, or it's not just words, but this is something that you, we can do in a way if we really yes. want to 
project too. Yeah, that's a really good example because I think this is very frustrating, right? It's very frustrating to, um, again, I mean, that's also, I think, the kind of learning experience that we get when we are uh, evolving in a business school, that we know we are not in the place that are welcoming our voices or a place that want to accept and integrate those concepts and uh, words and uh, political standpoint in the curriculum. And yet we want to bring this content. So there is always a kind of uh, infrapolitical way, let's say, as uh, Scott would say, you know, infrapolitical way, hidden way or hidden, you know, veiled tactic of resistance that we also do in order to do what we want, maybe in, um, yeah, in a more accepted, yeah. Yes. I, I like uh, I I I like to understand this committed like uh, it's a kind of resistance, you know, yeah. because at the at the end we are able to go to the school and yeah. show the, the person that it is important, you know. And I wish in five years, for example, we can start talking about gender and start talk about feminist. Open it, you yeah. know. But it's not the moment. So if it's not the moment, if I say that and the, the doors just close, I can't start to, to I, I can't I can't afford in this project. So why? You know, mm -hmm. and why? And of course, when I write the paper, I write feminist, I use the feminist persons that because it's my position. It's my position. So I work with these authors and I don't I don't think I don't believe that I lose nothing. I'm just, I'm just, uh, uh, re re recap, you know, the, the the way to to the people start to listen to me, and this one a good advice from a person that you know that they say, uh, uh, you just scream if you just scream, the people don't listen to you, so come back, you know this how you address your anger. So it's for me was also it's a was a ability that I developed during this this year. So I'm angry, I'm anger, and sometimes I listen to some kind of bullshit and I say, "Oh my god, I I want to kill this person," and then <laughs> I just say, "No, I can't kill because I'm not like I don't like violence." So yeah, exactly. how I can teach you? <laughs> you want to prevent violence? <laughs> you don't yeah, want how I can teach you? <laughs> Yeah, it is because you know, it's like how can I can teach this person? Because no. of course, it exists people they they are bad, and also, and you say the one word in the beginning that our conversation is about supremacy. Yeah, uh, so, and they used to supremacy of knowledge, and I truly believe that have people that they are supremacist. And they truly believe that violence is the way that they they go they they want and they doing uh, they their lives you know they use it violence in a in a it's 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 not because they don't want to that that they don't know that is it's violence they use oh. because they want to. But the story of colonization, right? We are better yes. than you. We violent you. Yes. We, you know, we kill you. We take everything, and that's legitimate. Yes. And so this, this, so, yeah. And in in our days, we have this kind of people. Of course. So you know, so these these people exist, but these people, it's not my the, directly my public, 
my public is a person that want to address the issues about domestic violence or school violence or work violence and protect people. This is my public. This is my public. I so that... I, I address my conversation with them. Yeah, I think that's really great what you're saying because I also know that sometimes we lose sight. What I mean is that we are so angry again against those people who are doing, who are violent, violating us, violenting, violenting, exerting violence in all its form, physical, symbolic, that instead of focusing on solution, instead of focusing on the other people that needs to learn how to prevent this or people who are ready to listen, we lose all our energy with those who will never ever listen. And that's, you know, then at the end of the day, you are exhausted, you're tired, you're drained, you can do anything. And that's not what we want. So as you said, you scream, you scream, yes. but in all cases, they don't, they don't speak your language. They won't listen to you and they will never listen to you. So it's just energy that is wasted for nothing. Totally, totally agree. And this is, it's, it's they is strategic, you know, they exhausting us. And then we don't have, have energy to address this, this issue properly, properly. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you don't have energy, you know. So I think it's also a good skill how to articulate with uh, the person that is going to be listening to you. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you're not, it's, it's you just lose your time, lose your life, and lose your argument, and that then the day you are in suffer, mm -hmm. and not nothing change, nothing change. The only thing that change that maybe you can stay uh, unhealth quickly, you know. So yes, mm -hmm. so how how we need to find persons and people that want to to listen to us, and also understand i think it's also the thing that i liked from the, the colonial studies and especially the, the the colonial feminist that you the we know that in academic terms we need to address concepts we need to understand deeply these concepts but for me it's the real skill and how you we can work in in that in a real life yes what i mean that of course, the science is super. Science is super important. Papers is super important. Discuss ideas is super important. And what we doing with this kind of knowledge? Because if you talk just with us, don't make don't make any sense. And in a decolonial approach, we we are pushed by the by the ontology to give back it to the society. So we need to. It's like it's our it's our uh, uh, activism. Yeah, it's yeah. not just no. You need to address and the one is one of these skills is how I can talk in the same language that the people usually talk. Because if I became super academic person and believe me, I I I was this person, super academic person, the people don't understand me. So what the point? Exactly. So if I want to work in us in academic terms, I'm going to the conference. Yeah. But if I'm back to the society, I need to 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 understand how to speak their languages, 
you know, and they, they, they and the other thing that academic people usually doing, uh, it's like uh, they speak wrong, they don't speak wrong. They don't speak wrong. They have their own language, and we just need to understand which kind of language it is, yeah. and then we can, you know. And the word can... the word is not academic. I mean, the, word probably the, the language they they speak is the majority. You know, we are yes. elite. Elite. Uh, even if we are not elite, we're still elite when we are in academia because we choose to. So that's. Um, but also, I agree with you. I think what I also really like with the decolonial feminism and decolonial, uh, yeah, decolonial feminism in particular, uh, is uh, is the fact that it is really theories from practice. It's really. It's clearly political. It's clearly from the practice. It is to give back to society. It has no pretension or no like, um, it's not just to theorize about people without engaging with them. And yes. that's what they really kind of also um, attract. I mean, that's why I really like reading. The reading is also enjoyable you relate to the reading you don't feel like you are in, in another planet where <laughs> you know where i'm not saying that they are all uh, you know I, I think there are very interesting readings and we need different readings also in different uh, different you know depending what we are doing and you know but i think it's it's important this aspect that um, i mean like scientists like uh, someone who works in chemistry or someone who's uh, working in uh, in a, a doctoral researcher or you know they do research for people of course now is <laughs> very much always been sponsored by company and everything but in reality like you try to do things for society and social science uh, you know, academic needs to do the same to give back to 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 society. Um, okay. Um, I also wanted to know how you. Um, um, yeah, I mean, how you could extend or should? I mean, you're focusing on the context of Brazil, a very rich and interesting. Uh, context building on theory from uh, black feminists and um, and that's really very interesting to build knowledge around this but um, do you think that we need to extend this so how you relate I think it's an experience that you probably face when you go to international conferences but even when you in your the process of writing rewriting and reading also from different authors there is always this idea of um, it's important to look at the situated knowledge to learn from it, but how is it possible to is it possible to extend it and how it's relatable to other you know experiences or places? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and I think I believe that uh, the knowledge it's not uh, we can we cannot generalize it. So it's not just, you know, if I, I create the, if I create some success case, I can't just take it and just put in another place in that, in that exact, exactly the way. But we, in, 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 in business words, we usually the word benchmarking yeah. and how, <laughs> so how, you know, I think if my work uh, support people to uh, made made some make some connections 
and then create by themselves the the different answer because it's not a roadmap. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. it's a map. Yeah. In the, at the end, it's a map, but it's not a map of the world. You know, maybe maybe they can realize that okay, uh, Carol do do this work, and then she starts to talk about the subject. Mm -hmm. In my country, in my company, in my school, I already talk the subject. And the next step was uh, make people aware about gender. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I don't know that yet. And then it, it's going to be my next step. And it's important to say that gender, as I believe, as a, as a social constructed. So if I look gender as a social constructed, I need to back to the society and then realize how gender was constructed in this society, not mm -hmm. in Brazil, because it's a different way how the gender was constructed. And of course, can be some similarities, but of course have some situated uh, uh, things that ha that happened just in this in the different country and then this social this this uh, social scientists need to be aware which kind of different have because this difference it's it's how they 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 going to uh, address the problem because it's not to just address the same thing even though when the, we have the domestic violence in, in every place in, in different place of the world but the answer it's not the same of course in a in a in a ideas about the world maybe if you can back in the machine of the time and back and stop the colonization maybe we have the same answer but we can't we can't do it i think even the, uh, yeah i think there is uh, i think there is something that you're saying is important again we have been saying this this idea of general truth or general solution doesn't exist right so it's important to say that these are but of course we learn from each other experience as you said it's a benchmarking experience of oppression and experience of emancipation and resistance as well because it's that's the only way to learn so and by definition we learn from each other and if we take it in into a community level or individual level we also are different person even if we are from the same uh, you know, country, the same, even family, we do have our individual experience. So in a way, I think the mechanism maybe of oppression or works works the same way, not exactly the same way, but maybe the mechanism of suppression are more yeah. similar, but then the shapes and, the, and, the, and, and that's the beauty of it. It's maybe, it's like to have, uh, to have an accumulation or like, you know, a kind of collage or, of different experience that would give you more and more or better visibility or understanding of the situation um, rather than one solution. Or as you said, I like when you say a kind of map um, to follow. You do this, yes. you find this. You do that, you find this. So it's, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. just to recognize that, well, we learn from each other, but we need to recognize that there is nothing that is general. Right. Yeah. yeah. And for me, the only thing that it can be the same is the 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 place we want to 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 arrive, you know. And for me, social justice. Yeah. So this the social justice mean different in a different part of the world, but social justice is like a glow that about this this kind of uh, 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 approach in academia. If you work on in social justice. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So you can learn from my my project. Yeah. You know, it don't yeah. mean that my pro my project is 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 the answer for you, but you can learn from my project, and of course, I can learn from your project as well. Yeah. So it's that's the point. That's a that's really beautiful the way you put it. Okay, so um, as a black uh, as a light skinned black woman, as a woman. <laughs> in Brazil, I uh, I mean, as an academic, junior academic, um, you are probably facing many challenges like we do all in, in different, of course, uh, different, uh, in different way, probably and different, um, you know, uh, violence. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, what are the main challenges, but also how you do to what are your survival tactic you know how you do to overcome those challenges mm. oh my god was a lot of challenges still <laughs> we still have uh and for me money is a big problem in brazil because uh science is not just super legitimized by this the whole society in, in so it's a problem especially because i decided to talk in, in a talk it abroad so the value of a, of our money is difficult because we would need to work more to have less less money, and I think maybe it's a it's a huge problem for us that living uh, out for the the mainstream society, like the north of the society. So it's like a it's like was a a huge problem, but I think this is was wasn't my main problem. My main problem was the community that were want to spell me and spelling my ideas mm-hmm. so it's like uh was it's like a, how people is making to uh, put you out because they don't want to listen to you don't want to listen to your your solutions or your problems because the the, the brazilian uh, uh academic uh, it's 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 super white and uh, super from the men. And of course, you have a lot of women, but it's 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 super white. And this was my huge problem that I address it, uh, find it my own community, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so now I don't expect to be legitimated by this kind of person, because at the same time, it's not the person as in a parallel when you said it don't don't spend energy to talk pe- with people that don't want to learn for you the mm-hmm. same thing happening in academia so i stopped to try to talk with them mm-hmm. and then i find my own community and this and my communities are living here in brazil or in Dinamarca. i just say that this main problem that the people that don't want to legitimize my work and my knowledge I find a way to to be in my community, you know, and my community, it's, I have my community here in Brazil. I have great women here that work on as an, in an activist way, in a social justice. And I, I have this community in a different part of the world as well. So I have in Dinamarca, I have you. Um, I have people in the UK, I have friends in South Africa, I have friends in a different part of the world. Support each other, that's true. Yes, and and this makes my life totally different because I 
I stopped to lose time with people that don't want to listen to me. And then I start to have great conversations and great improvement in my work and great ideas. And, you know, so be a part of this community for me was not without problems. Of course, you'll be in, inside of our community also have problems, but give me more hope in action. Like Paulo Freire said, you know, give me hope, give me more. I became more powerful to say my my ideas and put it in practical in a practical way and i i find i found this resonate in the, in in our community and i learn a lot as well so was how i addressed this this uh this problem uh and of course it's not easy because i spend time in a different country i need to afford and pay a lot of english a class because I'm not from a place that speak in English as uh, since I, I am was young and also work a lot in a different kind of project to, to have money to put in that and uh, uh, also you know like it was wasn't easy and I know that I know a lot of persons that uh, today they 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 can be sit here and talk with you because they have great ideas but they don't have language or don't they don't have the same opportunity that I I I have I have so you know it's like when I say that this was super important for me I also realized that it's not easy to get it so I I I I I have solidarity with people that don't don't find this way, and I really hope that they they have uh, a different way to to survive in this world. That it's also violent. The academic place is also violent it, as well. It's a center mm -hmm. of violence, uh, symbolic and uh, and everything. And um, I mean, as you said, we clearly have different layers of uh, the money the stability the visa the nationality if you i mean i I'm, i live abroad but um i'm always in constant uh, i mean it's always unstable it's never have been here for here abroad for 12 years but uh, uh it's still very much um, unstable um i mean also I, of course, I have privilege and I have uh, more opportunity than my friends and colleagues who are in Tunisia. I can at least travel within Europe without a visa. And um, I can afford also some trips because my salary could cover some of it. Uh, but of course, compared, of course, to the Tunisian friends and colleagues that I uh, back home, but uh, I still have a problem with visa if I want to go to Canada or if I want to go to any other places and I get also rejection. So it's also a good reminder of, uh, well, you may have some privilege, but you're still very much, you're not, you're not, you know, and this idea of struggling to belong, because of course we are in a business school or we are in a places where uh, as if we are not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be the one producing knowledge, the one communicating knowledge, um, so it's uh, it's a challenge already to be because it's always this uh, syndrome of uh, imposter, you know, like you feel that you're not enough. You feel that it's not, you know, your place. You feel and then you have to do a lot, a lot, a lot to legitimate your presence and legitimate. And 
as you said, finding a community that uh, to whom you belong, or at least people with whom you can relate and talk, it's uh, it relieves you, and it gives you hope, and uh, and also I think we also bring hope. I mean, um, and that's also something that we also need to to say to ourselves. I I know that being uh, I know from my students, students of colors, usually uh, some of them, they are not many in Denmark, but I always this, get this feedback that they are happy to have a woman of color, a Muslim woman, uh, you know, teaching them. It gives them hope that, you know, the bachelor students could become also a professor or, you know, could have this 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 place and they're not only learning from white men. And and I think that uh, sometimes we underestimate this, but by being on those places, by also walking proudly on those places, we are also changing things. And that's already a hope, you know? I don't know if in, in the <laughs> 20 years ago or like 10 years ago, we would even dream to be in places like that. So I'm like you, I'm a, a positive person. So we recognize all the struggle and uh, hopefully we have each other. That's really important, I think, to even though within those communities, of course, we we have we can have many problems, but also it's I think a result of uh, layers of violence and uh, years of violence um, that actually you become also sometimes, you know, uh, <laughs> there is this anger that you know take the take the take the the lead sometimes. But um, yeah, I uh, maybe one. Um, one last question, uh, what would you advise, what is your advice to uh, a junior scholar, someone who just starting a PhD or someone who's doing a master, someone who aspired to be academic uh, or like, uh, yeah, what would be your advice? Oh my God, uh, <laughs> difficult questions at the end. I think uh, uh, my advice, um, believe in you, you know, it's like believe in you, in your ideas, uh, in your steps and your uh, uh, knowledge that you bring from the academic place. And at the same time, choose your fights. Don't fight ab about everything. You know, sometimes it's not your shit. Yeah. So just survive and take the tool from the colonizer, you know, and bring your career and construct your career uh, without this, this, this shit from the colonizer, you know, it's like, a, for me, it's more like a, how my, 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 my main advice is learning learn how to take it, take it, the, 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 your degree, take it, your, your PAT and take it. And then work on the in the place that want you you want your work. You know, I yeah. think it's for me it's it's something that I I want to listen in the beginning, and it's now well, I understand why. I really <laughs> believe on yourself and choose your fights. That's uh that's really that's really nice. Well, thank you so much. Caro, for your time for your uh, for this beautiful conversation. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for being my uh, comrade and friends. And uh, I'm really, really happy to to have again this conversation. I think we'll be discussing and discussing uh, 
uh, and it's always uh, there is always new things to learn you know we may think that we already had this conversation but there is always new things and a new perspective which is wonderful uh, yeah thank you so much I thank you to having me it was a great opportunity to talk about my work and you know how to realize and I learned a lot today talking with you I learned about my process as well and how I afford my my ideas so thank you so much you are amazing Amira thank you for creating this space for everyone bye bye thank you